Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I've got Matt O'Leary and Green being the Jets fan. If you want to check out their content, if you haven't already subscribed to them, their links are going to be in the description down below. Let's go around the panel. Let's do some intros. Matt, how you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. We have a lot to talk about, a lot of rumors, a new coach. I'm excited to get into it. Green Bean, how you doing tonight? Man, it's a great week to be a Jets fan. Remember a week ago, totally different fan base than today. I can't wait to see how we handle happiness. <laughs> Guys, I am so excited to get into some Robert Sala news, some coaching hire news, Sam Darnold's future, Deshaun Watson possibly coming to the Jets. Oh man, we could get into so much stuff, but we got a giveaway tonight. Tonight's giveaway, if you look at the pinned comment in the live chat, it's going to send you to a link to Matt's most recent video. All you have to do is be subscribed to Matt and leave a comment on that video and you will be entered to win a shirt at the end of this stream. So all you got to do is do that. And then if you want to hang around after, I'm going to be doing my 10 o'clock mock, 10.15 technically, for members only. It's going to be a member only exclusive for all you members out there that just joined the channel. Let me see some J-E-T-S in the chat. Yes! All right, boys, let's get into some of this Jet news. How are we feeling about the Robert Sala hiring? Greenbean, I'll throw it to you first. Yeah, it's funny. You know, we were just, we just talked about this. It's like, wow, I can't believe that I haven't discussed this on this panel. It feels like we already have because uh, it's been just the news, man. It's been the biggest news. I'm really, really happy with it, man. I think Sala is a great hire. I thought that when he left, I was concerned that money was the issue and that we were just going to lose him, which we did learn money was the issue. We can talk about that in greater detail as we move on. But I'm just glad. I think what happened was they let Arthur Smith in the room after Joe Douglas and Salah had like that football conversation, two men. Then they brought Arthur Smith in. He was all reserved. He gave him gay vibes and they panicked and called Robert Salah back. And, uh, and I'm glad. I'm glad it happened. I think he's the right guy, man. I think he's got the right combo, so I feel good. Matt, how are you feeling about the Robert Sala hiring? Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited, like a lot of Jet fans. And I think most Jet fans have good reason to be very excited because Sala was uh, a candidate very high on a lot of people's list. Uh, so far, he has brought over a ton of really intriguing coaching options to fill out his staff. Um, I'm probably equally excited about Mike LaFleur coming over here as I am about Robert Sala. I think he's going to do wonders on the defensive side of the ball and, and really you know, bring a fire to this team and they'll play with an identity. But LaFleur bringing that San Francisco style offense as well over here to New York. I think the two of them together is going to be super exciting. And uh, if you're honestly concerned about Mike LaFleur leaving for a head coaching job before he's even been an offensive coordinator for one game, you have a big fat dump in your pants. And I can't stand that take. <laughs> I love this hire for everything you guys just said. For me, this is an opportunity to get someone who players want to play for. You get the right energy, culture, culture, culture. That's what we were preached to when the, the players were leaving for the season. They're like, man, we need a culture change. We need this. We need that. And you saw the personalities come in. Like, I, I like Arthur Smith. I would have been fine if they decided to go that route. It felt very deflating to me. Like, if, after seeing Robert Sala and getting all hyped up on that, and then he stays over for a night, and we're like, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then it, like, didn't happen that night, and they let him walk away. And I was like, no, dang it. <laughs> like, I understand they want to, like, talk to multiple people. Greenbeam brought up the whole money situation. I actually did not know 
that it was a money issue as to why he left in the first place. Because my thinking was, all right, they're at least vetting all these candidates. We got second interviews with the two guys we're kind of contemplating with. And we're like, okay, Sal is the guy. Like, that's what we needed. And maybe it was. Maybe that Maybe that is what happened when they got to the, the whole Arthur Smith. And like Greenbean said, we got Arthur Gase vibes. And they're like, nope, green light, let's do it. <laughs> Speaking of Gase, that guy might wind up as the Seattle OC. Man, if he wound up with Jamal Adams, I would laugh so hard <laughs> so I hard need it so bad yeah finally some uh sweetness would come our way that would just be so mwah. wouldn't it be so good <laughs> just a so nice little good. like cherry on top what would make it even better and we'll get into it in a little bit is like jamal adams leaves we get this fireball of a head coach defensive mind marcus may is gonna love it he's gonna resign with us and then you're gonna get deshaun watson in some sort of crazy trade and then adams is gonna be like i'm stuck over here in seattle the most depressing city in the country yeah <laughs> like, oh with man de- with all his depression right oh he sucks i sorry <laughs> just going off on, a, on an adam gaze tangent rant um yeah. i saw a super chat in here so i wanted to jump to that real quick uh, Ryan Schwinger says, let's go, boys. Ryan, stay away from the carbonated beverages tonight. Uh, I hope Seattle takes Gase so at, uh, so Jamal gets stuck with him again. Yes, <laughs> that is exactly what we're talking about. John Post! John Post becoming the newest member of the Jets Talk 24-7 channel family. Thank you so much, John Post. Yeah, um, John Post. All right. <laughs> we talked about uh, Robert Sala. Now let's talk about his coaching staff, what we kind of feel about that. Um, actually, you know what? Before we get about before we talk about the coaching staff, Greenby, why don't you enlighten us on the whole price and, and the money issue going on with uh, with Robert Sala? Well, now you guys might be able to correct me here. I didn't see any specific numbers uh, come out for the contract. We heard that it was five years, but I didn't hear the breakdown yet. But I did read some stuff about, um, you know, well, uh, we made some jokes that when Salah did leave the building, that Chris, it was when Christopher Johnson came into the fray. So they were having a great meeting. They went out to dinner. They talked football. He stayed over the next day. Then Chris Johnson comes in and the deal died. Um, but there was actually truth to that. I think it was um, Pauline who seems to have a decent line into the, you know, real deep shit. You know, it's not just like the surface level stuff. Uh, but he said that uh, there was a, an, an issue with money that Salah was asking for that Chris Johnson didn't want to pay. So when he left, uh, Salah called back at some point and, and confirmed that he could get Mike LaFleur. And that's when Chris Johnson decided, OK, I'm willing to give him the money. But that doesn't make any sense. Like either you want Salah or not. Or do you want Mike LaFleur? Like, like what is it? So it doesn't make sense to me that. The idea that Mike LaFleur's coming allows you to pay Salah the five and the money for the number thrown out was five million. I don't know if that was five million a year or one million per the life of the con, you know, a year for the life mm-hmm. of the contract or what have you. But it doesn't make sense. Like I said, it seems to me like once Salah left the building, Arthur Smith came in, they had some time to think about it and they realized we're going to lose our guy. Uh, for a million dollars a year or something like that. But that's my own take on it. But that's what, uh, yeah, that's what was being said. So if that's what's going on, here's my concern with that. If if we were concerned about giving the money to Salah, is it really a culture thing or is it a money and assets thing? Like we've already given up so many assets to Sam Darnold. Did we go after LaFleur knowing that Sam was going to fit that system better than anyone else? Like what, did we not know we were going to get LaFleur when we interviewed him the first time? Like there's a few questions that I, I have for that. That uh, yeah. 
bring a little a little concern, I guess. But we got our guys, so like I don't really care that much. Right, so I guess on that note, are we? How are we feeling about the rest of his coaching staff, Greenby? And I'll start with you. Um, how, what do you think of the assistant coaches that we've seen so far? I believe it was Benton for the offensive line. Right. Uh, right. Greg Knapp, quarterback coach. Um, Calabrese is the passing game coordinator, and then I believe Miles Austin is wide receiver coach. Um, so how are we feeling about that? And then we got well, obviously Lafleur's OC. Yeah, and I'll I'll just say one thing, and then I'll and I'll turn it over to Matt. But I what I do like is that the offensive line coach is all is also the running game coordinator. So I like that they're bringing that San Francisco kind of breakdown, and not for nothing. That's also how LSU broke their. Uh, system down when Joe Brady was over there. They had guys who had a position coach and handled a specific facet of the offense. And the way that they do that is those guys draw up that side of things. And then those two coordinators get together and then they give it to the head coach. So that's kind of how that's been working. I read a whole lot on Joe Brady and Ensminger over at LSU. And that's how they did it. Joe Brady was kind of responsible for red zone stuff. Uh, and and some passing game, and then they would get together and combine the two and see where they meshed. And I like that they're doing that with Benton. So Benton is the offensive line coach, a good one, highly respected offensive line coach, but he's also handling the running game coordination, which I think is interesting. We have not had that yet um, that I can remember. If somebody corrects me, that's fine. But I don't think the Jets have ever had that particular breakdown so that to me is interesting, and I think it's a positive. Yeah, one thing about Benton that I really like—he was part of that uh, Texans team when they had a really good offensive line, and they had Arian Foster running wild behind it. I think that would be really cool to get that type of running game over here. I like the 49ers running game too. I think we're going to be looking for fast backs. Kenny Gainwell, my boy, third round, yeah. could be kind of fast. <laughs> I don't know what Najee Harris runs, but he's got to run sub four four to, <laughs> to to be a Shanahan back. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. Matt, what were your thoughts on the coaching hires? Um, yeah, I'm really – I'm a big fan of the staff so far. To me, the thing that I'd add that uh, Greenbean didn't necessarily touch on was actually having a, a quarterback coach, a real quarterback coach. I was talking to – I was in the car uh, with my sister uh, yesterday. We were going to pick up Chick-fil-A, and she's like, so what do you think about this? Like <sighs> Chick-fil-A. I love it's my addiction. I love it. So um, <laughs> we're going, and she's like, "So what do you think Funny. of the tire?" And I went on this whole long rant, and I was like, "I don't think people really understand the difference of going from Gase and Dowell as the only offensive voices. Like that was it. To now you have uh, offensive coordinator, a different quarterback coach, a different wide passing receiver, game. A passing game coordinator. I was like, <laughs> just going full out nerd on it, but yeah. it's going to be such a huge difference. I don't. I think that's the part that people are underselling like with this hire is the structure and how there are actually professional real coaches in here it's very exciting oh my god i'm gonna agree with you in just a second but kyle orms joining the channel jack Connolly joining the channel thank you so much for joining the jeff talk 24 7 family if you guys want to get in on the 10 o'clock mock after this uh talking jeff panel i'll be doing a 10 o'clock mock starting at like 10 15 but it's going to be exclusive for members only Matt brought up a great point. The fact that the Jets haven't had, you know, a quarterback coach, an offensive coordinator, like solely dedicated. Gase was the offensive coordinator, the head coach, the quarterback coach. He was everything. So getting yeah. rid of that. Now Sal is the head coach. Offensive coordinator, Michael Floor, solely focused on the offense. Then you have a uh, quarterback coach in, in Knapp. You got passing game coordinator in Calabrese. 
you have the offensive line coach, which I love too. Like all these guys are coming together to formulate a, a really strong nurturing environment for Sam Darnold or for Zach Wilson or potentially for Deshaun Watson. Like all these possible possibilities. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Lance. Thank you so much for the super chat. He says Benton's daughter responded to my comment on a Jets page. I said he looks like Gettleman. Anyways, I replied to her and said we should sign Tooney. I hope he agrees. And I would think Joe Douglas probably agrees. And I would think everyone's on board with getting a big old heifer at the left or right guard spot. Uh, yeah. It's Jess says, keep Sam trade picks, build the team. We're going to get into a lot of that. Uh, let me see. I think I had one more super chat up there. I'll throw it up when it comes up. But let's move on to another topic that I think a lot of us uh, – well, you know, before we get on to the, the, the biggest topic, let's, let's talk about Sam Darnold's future and what that potentially holds with this coaching staff, with everyone that we've brought in. What does it mean? Where are we looking in the future now? Uh, Matt, I'll throw it to you first. Um, I personally don't think it should change anything with the, with the plan we've been talking about for a long time. Um, I, I don't think he should be the starting quarterback for this team next year. Um, now maybe with LaFleur and the 49ers offense over, there's a, a world where he could be, uh, saved, but the, the risk is still extremely high. In my opinion, I would especially if when we get into the conversation of a potential trade package for uh, another quarterback uh, in order to recoup some of that draft assets, trading him and getting a second round pick would be pretty solid. So green bean, how are your thoughts or what are your thoughts on this whole new uh, coaching staff with Sam Darnold? Does it change anything in the future? Does it potentially eliminate quarterbacks? Like is fields not considered a, a, you know, a, a Shanahan style quarterback or does it, you know, push us more towards the Sam Darnold side of things. Well, I think, you know, it's funny because I actually think about, I think in the way I'm going to say it, but I'm going to say it using Matt O'Leary's words. I actually saw it on a video. uh, One of his videos, I watch a lot of your guys stuff, so I don't remember which one, but he said, this is very similar to Josh is our guy with the Cardinals. And that's how I see it. They're not going to say, they're not going to show us anything. I don't think that Sam Darnold, has with maybe if it was, if his money wasn't coming up, we could talk about this. But I think with that money looming, with these court, we're at number two. We have quarterbacks that are very very talented young guys. We have Deshaun Watson potentially being available. There's very little chance, from my perspective, that the Jets are going to build this whole new staff and then roll forward with a guy who really looks like he's going to need some some serious reworking. Um, so I just don't see it. And I think, like I used Matt's words, what it reminds me of is, remember? do you remember how much Kingsbury said, Dude, Josh Rose, I love Josh Rosen. He's, Josh is our guy. Up until the minute they chose Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen was their guy, and then he was traded later that very draft uh, to the Miami Dolphins. So I think... It doesn't really change much. I think for the Sam lovers, this is about as the best case scenario you could have hoped for for Sam Donald, but I don't see it. I think it's an it's a risky move, and they don't have to be that. They don't have to take that risk. I think if it was the only chance, like Sam Donald or going out and getting a 
you know, a, a Hoyer or a McCown. Yeah, you fucking roll with Sam Darnold, man. Um, but not when there's so many uh, available assets. So that's what I think this is right now. Alan Phelps, thank you so much for becoming a member of the channel, being part of the Jets Talk 24-7 family. I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, to Green Bean's point, so saying that Sam, this whole situation with Sam is very interesting to me, and I think this was definitely the best-case situation for him when you bring in the Shanahan system. Like, what did we talk about prior to this coaching hire? It was that if we trade Sam, the 49ers make a lot of sense because that coaching style fits him. We literally got the guys to come in and give Sam Darnold that, that situation. And I think at the very least, it boosts up the idea that the Jets want to move forward with Sam Darnold, which like you said, Josh Rosen is our quarterback until he's not. Jamal Adams is our safety long-term until he's not. Odell Beckham Jr. is a giant until he's not. Like, I think that's definitely what they're doing here. And I think worst case scenario, in the event they don't get what they want for Sam, they can roll with him in a worst case Mm -hmm. scenario situation because it gives you the option. Okay, do we get a nice trade offer for Sam or do we get a really nice trade offer for the number two pick? Or do we get Deshaun Watson? Like, there's literally... The the Jets quarterback options this offseason are fantastic. It's probably the best I have ever been alive for. Right. And... This is just really, really exciting to see. And I think, like you guys said, I think the move is to move on from Sam. I think it's drafting a quarterback more than likely. It depends what happens with this, this Deshaun Watson thing. It is fascinating to me just to see like where this could potentially be going. Um, and we'll get into that in just a second. I saw a few more super chats over here. Matt, did I, I think I asked you on this topic already. Did yes. I? With, okay, cool. <laughs> My brain not so good with the uh, the paying attention of stuff. Um, all right, Marty Thompson coming in with a super chat saying, Good day, Aussie Jet. If we can't get uh, Devontae Smith, who and where in the draft a wide receiver? I've also had a man crush on Najee Harris, as he's not only a running back, but he's a great wide receiver. Green Bean, I know you love some Najee Harris. I do. Uh, so I'm going to say the Jets are only getting Devontae Smith if they decide they're keeping Sam and they're trading down. Uh, and I don't know where they'd have to wind up for that. Uh, oh, we got some more. We got some more people joining the channel. We got Eugene L. Dragon. And we got Dimitri. I'm going to screw this up. But I'm going to try Cyril Nikoff with your vodka and whatnot. Sorry. <laughs> so, so Greenbean, what do you think about Najee Harris? And where do you think the Jets take a wide receiver? Are they going to take one in the draft? Uh, and, yeah, what, what are you kind of thinking here? Um, well, I just don't think we're going to draft. I love Najee Harris, and I think he's a special player that you – the kind of player that you might make those considerations for. But I just – especially with bringing Salah on, like, you know, why we, we have no edge. We have no real cornerbacks to speak of outside of the promise of Bryce Hall and all that. I just, I see quarterback O-line and um, edge taking the place of those first three picks. I might now, this is my own shit, but I could see a tight end squeaking in there. I know no one else can, (laughs) but that's me. But I just don't, think overriding 15 years of Joe Douglas drafts um, and all the needs on this team for a running back when there are very good running backs that are going to be dropping to the fourth, fifth, third, especially you're going to get Gainwell 
and and Chubba Hubbard and and all those guys in the third. You are. They're there. So they might not be Najee Harris, but as far as Devonta Smith, I I I think it's impossible to get like what we're trying to do. Now, if we traded for Deshaun Watson and main and retained our number two overall pick with a trade down and all that. Okay. I think he's probably one of our top targets then, but I, I think he's right in that place where we're just not going to get him. You know what I mean? Matt, what are your thoughts on Najee Harris, Devonte Smith and where the Jets should take a wide receiver? I love both of those players a ton as prospects. I just don't think they're going to be jets at the end of the day. Um, with Smith specifically, you can't take him at two, uh, that you just, you can't do it. And I can't see Joe Douglas doing that either. Uh, maybe if they trade back with, I don't know, Cincinnati and he's sitting there, I think he probably is off the board at that point, but, uh, maybe in that scenario. And I, I'm, I would be stunned if the jets took a running back that early, San Francisco has gotten by on this running back by committee the last few years. And I think that's exactly what they're going to do here. I expect them to bring in a veteran free agent to pair with their two younger running backs. That would be my best guess for what I think they're going to do at the running back position. And I think they're going to attack like a real premier number one receiver in free agency also as well. So I think in the draft, you could add one in like the mid round, maybe like the third or fourth round. Um, but I don't think we're going to see a wide receiver or running back taken for the Jets before round three at the earliest. Yeah, you hit the you guys hit the nail on the head. For me, I want to address wide receiver and free agency. We have the money to do it. We don't have to allocate a draft asset to it. If, we, if we're getting one for Sam or if we're getting one for a rookie quarterback or if we're getting one for Deshaun Watson, you're going to want a guy that's already developed. So just make the easy choice. Go out, get a Galladay, a Godwin, an Allen, uh, Robinson, or, you know, I don't really want Juju. Uh, Corey Davis, there's a bunch of guys that you could possibly get. Curtis Samuel, um, you know, Will Fuller. We could we could rattle off a bunch of names that are, could potentially be options for the Jets, and I think you save yourself a draft pick. Uh, for me, I agree with you guys. I think Najee Harris is going to go earlier than I would want to take him. Second round, pick 34. That's the only way I'm pulling the trigger on a running back, uh, or, or only the way, only way I'm pulling the trigger on Najee Harris. I don't think I'm going to take him in the first round. Um, I've mentioned before, I really like Kenny Gainwell a lot. I think he's a fast running back. I think he's going to have a lot of miles left on those legs. I think he's a good dual threat. That's nothing against Najee Harris. I think he's going to make a phenomenal, phenomenal running back for someone towards the end of this draft, but it's going to be someone that's got a more complete team than what the Jets currently have right now. And I'm with it, uh, with you guys, as far as edge rusher, uh, cornerback, offensive line and quarterback, those are kind of the four positions I'd like to look at. Um, hopefully with this defensive head coach, maybe we get one in, uh, in free agency. We'll kind of. Have to keep an eye on that. Uh, let's see. Did we get Kevin I or Kevin L? I don't know if that's a lowercase L or an uppercase I. I don't care. Whatever. Thank you so much for joining the Jets Talk 24-7 channel. Uh, he wants to be a part of the 10 o'clock mock tonight for members only. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, I saw some comments in here. Let me just find it. Ronald, where is your comment? Bam. Okay. Ronald says, W or W, baby. Let's go. Watson or Wilson? That's what he's saying. Watson or Wilson, baby. Let's make it happen. So I think uh, I think we're probably all on that. We both said we think Sam, we we all think Sam's going to get traded. Uh, so I guess real. Do we want to get into it? Let, let's go through these super chats, then we'll jump into the Sean Watson stuff. Um, Pump of Wall Street. Thank you so much for for the super chat. He says at this point I care more about Watson and free agent side of things rather 
than Darnold Fields Wilson debate just because that's four to five months down the road. Um, so I guess this is going to wind up being the jumping off point. Uh, what do we think of Deshaun Watson and going free agent or focusing our attention on Darnold Wilson and Fields? Let's do, let's, let's keep it real brief ish would like the benefits of going each one, I guess. And then we'll get more into the Deshaun Watson stuff. Once we get out of uh, some of these topics, uh, green bean, I'll throw it to you first. So I'm sorry. We're not getting into too much detail. Just if we think it's going to happen, you mean, you know what? Here, let's do this. Let's. <laughs> I'm going to burn through these super chats and we'll just get into it because everyone wants to get into it anyway. All right. Chris Bucco says, thoughts on Shaq Griffin as a free agent target. 25 and Seattle isn't expected to resign him because of cap. Uh, yeah, hey, I trust Joe Douglas. Whatever uh, whatever they see fit. How do you guys feel about uh, Shaq Griffin? Matt? Yeah, I would definitely be in the mix on a player like Shaq Griffin. Any young free agent, I'm okay with paying. In their mid-20s, I'm okay with giving them a nice payday. So I'm with Chris on this one. Green Bean, how are you feeling about Shaq Griffin? Um, I'll be real honest. I'm not I'm not uh, too up on whether or not he – you know, I don't, I don't know. I think – I agree with Matt, though. It's like our thing is we got to get away from paying these guys that are – old and tired and looking for paychecks like that's who we've traditionally gone for this past decade even when guys that ended up being okay like a brandon marshall or something like that it's like these are guys at the end of their careers i would if if the guy's young and we have an inspiring coach i think it would i think it could work all right so for everyone's knowledge for my own knowledge as well shaq griffin uh Fourth, going to be his fourth year in the league. 2018, 39.9. Pro Football Focus, 2018, 63.5. Uh, 2020 was a 66.5. He lined up for a little over 100 snaps, so it looked like he had uh, more snaps in weeks 3, 4, 5, and 7, and not so much towards the end of the year. Shaquille Griffin, not uh, the other Shaq Griffin. The DB. No, oh, the man. That's a pff, right next to each other. I'm a friggin'. Okay. Change that. Shaquille Griffin, not Shaquem Griffin. Man, I'm all over the place. All right, 2017, fifth year in the league. 2017, 65.3. 2018, 50.7. 2019, 78 point nothing. Uh, and then 2020, 64.6. He had about 900 snaps, roughly. A little, little bit less than 900. Um, heck, I'm, Salah likes a Seattle guy that he's had to go against for the last three, four years, whatever, however long he's been out there. I'm good with it. I don't know what you're going to spend on it. I think when we're talking cornerback, I really like Marcus Lattimore or Marshawn Lattimore rather. That's kind of the route I would prefer to take. Um, but 25 years old, it's right in the right age bracket for sure. Um, yeah. So let me see. I got, I had another super chat in here. Uh, was it Juan? I think it was Juan. Uh, Juan says, what if Bengals trade up for Sewell? Uh, Sewell, you're by it. You're by it. Um, if they're trading up for Sewell, it depends what they're going to give up because now we're weighing the options of, okay, did we? are we keeping Sam Darnold? Are they willing to fork over what they want to fork over? Like I'd almost rather go one or uh, two to four and then four to five. Like let like if we're keeping Sam, try to get as many teams involved as possible and coming up for a quarterback is going to be more uh, sexy 
than trying to, you know, have the tackle come up. I mean, I would think at least. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on the Bengals trading up for Sewell uh, compared to someone else maybe? Yeah, um, it's it's dependent on what we're doing at the quarterback position. Like if our if we're going into the draft and like, hey, we need to take a quarterback and someone calls and is like, hey, I want to move up. I'm not taking the risk of losing my guy, so I would rather just stay there and take the quarterback. But if the plan is to stick with Sam Darnold or you trade for Deshaun Watson and still have that number two pick for some odd reason, then yeah, sure. Greenby, what are your thoughts on Sewell? Well, I like Sewell, but I don't think – I think it's just like what Matt said. If you end up tinkering – if you need the guy at two and you're going back more than one spot where you're guaranteed to get him for that that trade, you just convince the other team that you might take the guy they want so they give you a little something to move up a spot. If you start going back two, three spots and hoping your guy's still going to be there, what ends up happening is the guy's not there somebody else jumps you they see the opening and they jump through it so if we need to if we need to take a quarterback and we're at two trading anywhere but three and miami's at three right so Mm -hmm. um maybe yeah i just don't i don't know i don't see the Bengals in particular since that's what the the question is i would say unless they're given a shitload of picks for it i wouldn't even listen to the call all right, so I want to wait, Matt. Did I flip? I flipped that to you already. I think right. I've got my my memory's going crazy. Okay, let's talk about Deshaun Watson because we're gonna keep getting super chats, and I want to get to the Deshaun Watson stuff before we get over there. So Sal, Steve, Vavu, and Scott, just hang tight. We will get to your super chat questions. Uh, Deshaun Watson rumors. Here's how I feel about it. I think he wants to play for Robert Sala. I think he likes the energy. I think he likes the fact that it is you know someone that he wanted the the Texans to interview. I think he likes the offensive system because clearly he's had interest in going to San Francisco. I think it's a guy that actually wants to be here. He sees that the Jets have the best options for it because the Texans are not trading with the Jaguars. They're not giving up the number one overall pick to trade him within the division. They're not going to trade him. Or My fear is the Dolphins. I don't think they're going to go with the Dolphins just because they've already had the the mishap of like giving away Tunsil or, or getting Tunsil with all their picks, and now they're going to have to trade for their number three overall pick back. That looks like you kind of have egg on your face. For me, I think the Jets make the most sense. You give them the number two pick, give them an offer that's not going to slap them in the face. The three first-round picks that we heard from Daniel Jeremiah, uh, two overall, you know, whatever the highest pick is next year and the highest pick or, or you know, our, our first-round pick in 2023, leaves us with a first-round pick this year, a first-round pick next year, multiple other picks, not to mention we trade Sam Darnold. You get more picks on top of it. You can surround Watson with a ton of talent. For those of you that think you cannot build a team around Watson and this is going to be you know, the New York, New Jersey version of Houston, get that out of your mind right now because it's totally, totally different in that entire respect. And if you're saying that Deshaun Watson is like, you know, a brat or a spoiled baby, ask yourself this. If your boss came up to you and said, hey, guess what? You're going to be in charge of helping me decide the next GM and the next head coach. And then that owner took the guy that just came into the organization from the Patriots, who's not a football guy, comes in, he decides that, doesn't even call you, you're on your vacation, and then you say, hey, I got two guys that I want you to interview for head coach, I think they would be really good hires, and you say, yeah, go screw yourself, we're not going to interview them at all. Now they, they're they backtracking a little bit, and you got the enemy in the building What as of yesterday. How would you guys feel about that? I, I would be pretty fired up if my boss told me that. So I want Deshaun Watson. I think three first-round picks is not a crazy deal to give up, and I think the Jets are the best spot and in the best position to do it because of what the Texans did with Laramie Tunsil. Green bean. 
your thoughts. Ooh, you want me to go? I wanted to hear what Matt had to say. Ooh, um, okay, well, Matt. Uh, who uh, who right. do you want to go? No, 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 no. I'm now you, okay. Go ahead, Matt. Okay, so I'm with Ryan. I would give up the three first round picks because you have five in the next three years. So you can absolutely survive doing that. Um, this isn't a scenario in which you would have to give up all your assets and then have no team around him. Like, that's the thing. They're like, oh, what is he going to come into? Well, you still have a ton of picks. You would still probably have six draft picks in this class, even if you give up one or two of them. And you're going to have $80 million in cap space. And they say he's not going to have a good offensive line, though. He's going to be just like Sam. Well, I mean, he had an arguably the worst offensive line in football in Houston for the last few years. And he led the league in passing yards, led the league in yards per attempt. This guy is a legitimate, legitimate, legitimate top five quarterback. You can't make the case that he's not a top five quarterback. And on top of that, he's 25 years old. It's not like he's 32 and you're trading for him. He would be a part of the quote unquote rebuild and he would expedite that rebuild so quickly. So yes, I absolutely would do it. I think a team that you didn't mention that I think is really a dark horse into this is the Carolina Panthers, which I, I would definitely see them uh, trying to look for a, a trade route to improve their quarterback position. I thought they could be a dark horse team for Darnold, but if you can get, where are they picking eight? They're the picking eight. Yeah. Yeah. If you give up pick eight, a first rounder next year, and then some other stuff on top of that, I could absolutely see the Panthers being in the mix as well. Now, how do you think, before I go over to Green Bean, how do you think they're going to address their quarterback issue? I feel like quarterback has to be part of this equation, and getting Teddy Bridgewater instead of Watson feels like a loss to me. Unless the unless the friggin' Panthers are giving up a crazy ton of assets. For So for the Texans getting Teddy Bridgewater is, is for the Tex. Work. Well, I'm saying for the Texans to go to eight. like they're, I'm assuming they're probably getting Teddy Bridgewater and they're getting the eighth pick plus some other stuff. Yeah. Do you think they can sell their fan base on Teddy Bridgewater after losing Watson and then getting the eighth pick? Or do you think the number two pick or number three pick is more attractive? Oh, I definitely think or the Tua. number th- or Tua. I definitely think the number two pick, the number three pick or Tua is more attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it all depends on what else they're offering on top of that, of course. And maybe, maybe the Dolphins are really like, we're, we're all set with Tua. I think that would be a mistake. And I would I'd cross mm-hmm. our fingers. I'd much rather go against Tua twice a year than Sean Watson twice a year. Uh, and I do agree that the Jets are in the best position to make this move. I don't know if Joe Douglas is going to make this move, uh, which I think is the key caveat we have to have here. But if I were to throw in another team in the mix that's maybe not being talked about enough, I would say mm-hmm. the Panthers as a dark horse team. That makes a ton of sense. Guys, before I throw it over to Green Beans Thoughts, we got about a 1,000 people in this chat. If you want to get entered to win a shirt at the end of this video, uh, it's going to be right around 10 o'clock, 9.55 or so. We're going to raffle off a shirt. All you have to do is click on the link in the pinned comment in the live stream chat, whichever side of the, the screen that's on. It's a link to Matt's most recent video. You have to subscribe to Matt, and you have to leave a comment on that video, and we're going to pick a winner from that list of people to get a shirt at the end of the stream. So make sure you hang on to that. Green Bean, your thoughts on the Sean Watson rumors. Yeah. Well... Here's the thing with all that. While I think it's, I understand what people are saying, uh, as well as Matt with, I'm willing to give three picks. There's no way that you ever give three picks for any one player. You have three first, that is, especially when one of them is the second overall pick. You just don't do it. 
And don't forget, if they want Sam in the mix too, you're talking about three first and a second round pick because that's what Sam Darnold's associated value is. Um, the Texans are in a are in a cap hole. The Texans are in a pick hole, and they have a no trade clause on Deshaun Watson's contract. He has to okay any trade that's going to happen. So the, if they try to send him anywhere else where he doesn't like what's going on there. Um, he could literally say no. So that trims a lot of the other teams that we would consider uh, for these, for this, but you know, as possible um, competition for the trade takes them right off the table. Number two, you have to forget on the side of you. Well, you can't forget on the side of trading three first round picks for a guy who's one of, he's probably my second favorite quarterback in the league. Right? I love this guy. I think the world of him, you guys have heard me say this 10 times already. He's had two ACL tears, okay? One in 2014, one in 2017. He's the exact type of guy you don't give three first-round picks for. In the event he goes down, you literally have no – well, like Matt said, you'll have one first-round pick next year, but then you have no first-round pick the following year to be able to build around him. And if you're talking about the um, – the cap space, sure, we can spend the cap space this year. We're going to have to. But still, you're not going to have $80 million every year. So a, a good GM is not going to throw three first-round picks and Sam Darnold. If, and we can even take Sam Darnold out. We're not going to throw three first-round picks because they're coming out of the hole. A good GM from in the hole can actually get two first-round picks and a third for a safety. A good GM is not going to go and turn around and give three first-round picks for one player because no one player can do it evidenced by how great Deshaun Watson was this year. And they still didn't make the playoffs. And that's why you don't do it. The, those trades where you trade two, three, five first and a whole bunch of other stuff for players. Rarely does the team acquiring the player win. And that's the thing that, that scares me. I want to trade for him. I want him to be the jets quarterback. I think it's probably unlikely but I would never want to give three first-round picks. If the Texans were at the table saying, this is what it's going to take, your second overall pick, which is worth more than a first-round pick, by the way, um, you can get two and three first-round picks for the second overall pick. So that's what that is. If the second-round pick is on – if the second overall pick is on the table, they get that pick and Sam Darnold, maybe a third. That's that's what – and if they want to give – if they want more, you say goodbye and let Deshaun want and tell him I'm not going to fucking Detroit. I'm not going to Carolina. I'm not going here. I'm not going to any of those teams. Uh, and then if Miami wants to give away three first round picks and more for, let them because they didn't, then they don't have anything to build with. And that's the thing. You never sell the farm for one player as much as I want him Two first. You want to take the Jamal Adams capital and give it to them. Go ahead. Who wouldn't trade the Sean Watson for Jamal Adams? I, that's fine. That's fine. Cause don't forget. Seattle Seahawks got screwed in that trade. That's not normal capital. Joe Douglas, Joe Douglas is a magician with that one. There's no way in hell he should have gotten two firsts and a third for Jamal Adams. No way in hell. So if he wants to give that for Deshaun Watson, that's fine. Anything more, I would tell him to leave. That's the way I see it, especially when considering the injuries and the text in the situation. This is a special year. With the cap going down to 175, that takes a lot of other teams out of the running to even be able to be competition for this. There's a very few, te- there's a few teams that can trade for him. We happen to be one. We're probably willing to give more than anybody else. 
with where we are, and it's not going to have to be three first-round picks. I wouldn't do it personally. So we have an interesting thing to talk about because is there a value that should be put on the Dolphins not getting Deshaun Watson? Because for me, the number two overall pick, Green Bean brings it up. If you look at it, it's technically worth like five 32 overall picks. Like that number two overall pick is stupid valuable, 100%. Right. So if you want to swing it in such a way that, hey, we're going to give you the number two overall pick because guess what? At number two overall, we can give you Fields, we can give you Wilson, we can give you Sam Darnold. We got three options for you. At number three with the Dolphins, you got Tua or you got a coin flip of Fields or Wilson. And I think if you're giving away your franchise quarterback, you're going to want to have more of an option, not to mention not look bad with that whole trade situation. So I think that is legitimately going to come into play here. Now, Matt brought it up with the whole, is Joe Douglas actually going to trade for it? And Green Bean kind of hit it home with the whole idea of, good GMs don't give away the farm for one player. And I'll say this. I don't think three first-round picks for for Watson is giving away the farm. I do think there are some legit concerns if you want to talk about his ACL tears, the two of them. Are ACL tears a, you know, consistent thing that you're going to keep tearing? Or is it like, you know, almost like Tommy Duran surgery? You get one of those and then, you're, you know, you're throwing 150 miles an hour. No. <laughs> but, like... There's a whole lot of issues. So is guys, there? It's like, been four years, right? It's been four it's years. Been four. I mean, I don't think he's injury prone. But I'm just saying it's yeah. in there because he has had season-ending surgery. His rookie year in the NFL, he went down for the year. So if you mm-hmm. give everything away for Deshaun Watson, and and you don't have anything else to build with, then mm-hmm. you're screwed. And we got to we got to remember we're the Jets too. I know that sounds dumb to a lot of people, but it's the truth. So we need. <laughs> You know we need I mean? to get in on this for the very little fact. I mean, one, it's top three quarterback. Two, we have the draft capital and the cap space to do it. Three, if we're not going to do it, Joe Douglas should be bidding like crazy to up the price for Miami because Miami's the only other spot that I think makes a ton of sense because I don't care if he goes to the 49ers. I don't care if he goes to the, the, the Panthers or the Falcons or anything like that. It's the Dolphins that I'm worried right. about. And if I'm the Jets, I'm very strategic and saying like, okay, that number two overall pick, it, we won't we won't hurt your feelings on what you're getting. You can still brag to your fan base, but maybe there's something too saying, hey, look, you'll get the number two overall pick, you'll get whatever you want from that, but then you're only going to get you know maybe one other first round pick, and it's just like it is what it is. You're going to take those two because the number two overall pick is so valuable, or we're going to walk away and you know go kick rocks. We're taking Zach Wilson, we're taking Justin Fields, we're rolling with Sam Darnold, whatever right. you want to do with it. I think that's I think that's uh, that's reasonable. Let's get into some of these super chats. A bunch of you guys are sounding off. Uh, Sal Massa says, hey, guys, hope you are all doing well. Which cast-offs Colts cornerback do you think we roll the dice on this offseason? I don't know if there is anyone that I particularly want off the Colts from their secondary after the last few years. Greenbean, is there anyone you're looking at? Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Who was so, that? <laughs> is there, is there no, any? I'm, uh, I'm having little little blips of cutout. I'm sorry. It's like I no, 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 no worries. The Colts, Second. are there any uh, cornerbacks that you're looking at to bring in from uh-huh. the Jets this year? Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. I don't care as long as he comes from the Colts. We want him. Matt, what do you think? Any any cornerbacks from the Colts that we're looking at? We should just bring their entire secondary over. That's, <laughs> that doesn't have a contract. Just bring them all over. Might as well. We almost did with Eberflus, right? Uh, Steve Rose, thank you so much for the super chat. He says, many are concerned about picks for Watson, but the Jets have two times as many picks the next two years. You can build and take the quarterback you don't want him in Miami. He also would attract free agent pieces. No brainer. So Steve touches on a really great point here because the whole free agent acquisition side of this is huge. And I don't know what I'm doing if I'm if I'm Joe Douglas because 
if you bring in Deshaun Watson now, it seems like it's getting to a head, and you might want to do it, like, strike while the iron's hot. Now, if you do that, and what happens if the situation in Jacksonville where they take fields, and now Trevor falls to two, and now you're sitting there, you're like, oh, we just gave up the farm for Deshaun Watson, which we're happy about, but you could have had Trevor Lawrence and kept all your picks. Like, there's a lot of interesting pieces that could possibly go on. So I guess for me... When does this trade happen, if it does? I love the free agent acquisitions that you can get from it because I think that's awesome. We've already seen Allen Robinson liking tweets and Instagram messages from Deshaun Watson coming to the Jets and being a Jet. Like, I love that. That makes the Jets a really attractive spot. So, Matt, I'll throw it to you first. Um, when does this trade happen with Watson, if it happens? Um, if it does happen, I think it's going to happen soon. I think this is either a scenario in where he gets traded in like the next couple of weeks or things just work themselves out in Houston. Uh, I don't expect this to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, the day before the draft, the the Texans trade Deshaun Watson to the Jets or to Miami. Like, I think this is either going to happen relatively soon or it's not going to happen at all. Um, And I, what Steve was saying, I agree that the Jets having, you know, two first rounders the next couple of years really helps them out and puts them in a good position to make a move that's a little bit unorthodox and one that you normally wouldn't make a hundred percent Greenbean, what are your thoughts yeah. on deshaun watson the trade when well, it could happen and all that good stuff well let me say a couple things one is guys i'm just not wearing a hat that's that's all it is with my hair coming. okay that's all <laughs> that's all it is <laughs> it's i got a lot of people uh, in the chat saying this whole thing that we flip-flopped, you guys know. Matt was a I little know. bit later today. Normally, normally Matt's yeah. on before Greenbean in the whole Zoom call, so that's why I could always put him over there. They don't like it. And then Greenbean's like, last they minute. They like it. And then they flip-flopped, and now I'm like, oh, the thumbnail's broken now. Yeah. No, it's cool. <laughs> go on, like Greenbean, it, go on. They don't fucking like it. Uh, but so, <laughs> it's funny. They're creatures of habit. Um, but yeah, like, and I do agree with it's, Everything around this year, including the abnormally large amount of capital that we have, is very different this year. And I do think, like Matt just said it very, very well, In a, this is a year when, because of that type of a situation, maybe it's a move that you normally wouldn't make, but you can because you have it. I get that. So there's lots of things to consider, but there are two sides to this. One is that news I was talking about last night, Ryan. Mm-hmm. I actually did tell the 10 o'clock mock last night, um, but the, the word, the, the word on that one, and I'll tell you two sides to this. The, the word on that one was that this whole thing uh, with going to New York from Deshaun Watson and taking pictures and all that kind of stuff that he was doing was specifically to strong arm the, the uh, Texans into getting the uh, into the building because that's the coach that he wants and because, um, well, and that the interview already happened. The, the first initial interview already happened, and Deshaun Watson was in on that interview. The problem was, and this problem is, and this is the part that leaked out, is that the enemy spoke on he wanted some, he wants personnel control over the GM. So that's kind of stuff that's, that's a logjam in this. So that the whole thing was that Watson isn't as unhappy in, in, um, in Houston as he's leading everybody to believe, but that he just wants his coach. That's what he wants. So that's one side. The other side is that the reason that Houston is doing this, hiring the GM that he didn't want, not bringing in the guys that he wanted, not interviewing Salah, not interviewing the enemy until just now, um, bringing in the GM 
while he was on vacation, all those types of things, is because they need him to want out because of his no-trade clause. So they want to clean the slate and start over. They know it's not going to be um, a few years until they can retool and all that. And he's the only piece of capital that they have to do it. So they want to they want to start over this guy Easterby that you're talking about, right or wrong. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So they need to clean the slate so 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 they can start over, and they want him to be disgruntled enough to actually ask for the trade, because that's the only way they can do it. They can't just trade him, and he can say no to any trade they present. We're getting 12 first round picks. I don't give a shit. I don't want to go to the Giants or whatever it is, you know. So there are two sides to this thing um, that are kind of interesting uh, to consider. But that all said, I think that if it does happen, it's going to be in the next couple of months. <laughs> Man, next couple weeks. You're, get, you're getting my hopes up, and then you're tearing them down. No, I want Watson I in New York. Get him over here. Yeah, uh, Vavu, ninety-four. Say, I, I'll go for it. Go for it. Thing. Let me say one. I'm sorry. The thing is this, what, when you negotiate, the, the best, and I've been in lots of negotiations, guys. I lose, I win, all that stuff. The, the best position to be in when you're negotiating is when you're okay with both potential outcomes, okay? Mm-hmm. We already, that's the best position to negotiate from. We do not need Watson. He, we want Watson. Two weeks ago, he wasn't even on our peripheral. We were talking Sam Donald, uh, Wilson, fields all that stuff there's still that's still an entire plan that we were feeling very very good about just two weeks ago the fact that Watson Watson came in does not mean that we're now in a desperate position we can get Watson but if they're going to ask for more than than is reasonable for us then we just push it aside and we go back to the original plan as if Watson was never part of it so remember that we're not desperate. Matter of fact, for the first time in a very long time, we're in a position of power. All right. And with Salah, bringing Salah on, especially because Watson wants to play for Salah. Dude, we hold cards that we've never held. So we just need our, our GM to stay strong. And we're going to get Watson for Sam Donald and a second round pick. <laughs> oh, man. You heard it here first. Sam Darnold on a second-round pick. I love it. That's exactly what I want to get to Sean Watson for. Uh, Vavu94. You'll see. Oh, but before I get into Vavu Super Chat, we got Blake Hannigan joining the channel, becoming the newest member of the Jets Talk 24-7 family. She wants, he wants, whoever, them, they, it wants to be part of the next 10 o'clock mock, which will be tonight. Member exclusive only if you guys want to get a part of that. We have over a 1,000 people in here. We only have 200-something likes. Make sure you hit that like button if you're here and you want people to hang out with us and you like what we're doing because maybe it'll give us a little more encouragement to make a little more videos. Uh, And what was I going to say? Oh, giveaway time. So we're going to do a giveaway at the end of the show. There is a link pinned in the live chat. If you you look over to live chat, there is a link to Matt O'Leary's most recent video. All you got to do is subscribe to Matt O'Leary, like the video, and leave a comment, and you'll be entered to win a t-shirt at the end of the show. Uh, so Vavu comes in with a super chat. He says, did you see Robbie Anderson's comment on the Jets? Yes, he said he was uh, depressed. You know, he'd come in. He wasn't sure if he, you know, really had a passion for it. It's basically what we heard from CJ Mosley. It's basically what we heard from Jamal Adams. Culture, 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 what we heard from all the players. I think it makes perfect sense. I I don't blame Robbie for, for wanting to leave. Greenbean, can you talk a little bit more about the, the comments that, that Robbie made? 
Well, what happened? I thought Michael Irvin said that Robbie was crying when we didn't sign him. Remember all that jazz? Remember that stuff? Robbie oh, Anderson called me crying. He was so upset about the Jets not signing. Here's the thing. I believe every word of it. I didn't believe Michael Irvin at that time. I thought that just sounded sensational and silly. Um, uh, so I think, yeah, I think everybody was miserable playing for Gase. I think what Jamal Adams said, I hated the way he did it. But I think that everything Jamal Adams said was what the rest of the players were saying. Thank you. At least someone's saying it because Adam Gase was the worst coach we've ever had. And Robbie Anderson wasn't being used properly. And, and there were two press conferences where Gase threw Robbie Anderson under the bus. Remember that? The fuck is mm -hmm. that? So how could he possibly feel good about working for him? So, um, And I bet that the stuff with Sam Darnold missing him on open, you know, whether long or short on those deep bombs when he was open didn't help either. So I think it's probably accurate, man. Mark Mitchell, thank you so much for becoming a member of the Jets Talk 24-7 channel. And Dan DePanda coming in as well, joining the Jets Talk 24-7 panel. You guys want to be a part of the 10 o'clock mock, you got to have the member exclusive down below. Matt, I want to get your thoughts. Robbie Anderson's comments, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with him. I mean, I I've watched this team for the last decade and I'm pretty depressed because of it, uh, <laughs> what we've seen. But especially in the last couple of years and the Robbie Anderson years, I mean, let's face it, the guy was never properly used for years. Could you imagine how frustrating that must be for a player? Uh, I, I, I get it. Robbie isn't the most perfect soldier, but I don't know. I'm, I'm a fan of Robbie. I, I like him. Yeah. And I, I feel for him. He It was a tough spot for him. As Green Bean said, <laughs> threw him under the bus multiple times and uh they basically said go screw we're gonna bring in the injury prone worst version of you uh in free agency so uh, i could understand why he would be upset i am upset that we didn't get to keep robbie i think it was a mistake by by uh douglas i think that and the whole morgan pick in the fourth round are the two black eyes on his on his resume and i think robbie anderson is dead right i think it makes perfect sense with all the other stories that we've kind of heard um what we got? We got Scott Wilson. I'm sorry I don't have the little bubble up anymore. We've taken too much time. <laughs> so uh, appreciate the super chat. He says, appreciate the content, guys. Let's go, gang green. Dennis Bolduck says, trade second pick with Cincinnati's pick to take Trey Lance. Have him sit here. Take Jalen Waddle at 23. Uh, we'll go real quick because we got a few super chats to get through. Greenbean, what are your thoughts on trading with Cincinnati, taking Trey Lance, and then Jalen Waddle at 23? I think that plan's not as good as other plans I've heard. Um, I think <laughs> you don't take injury injured guys in the first round. That's a rule for me, okay? Uh, so that's just not what I like. I think Jalen Waddell is an incredibly talented receiver. I think if he makes it to the second, that's where you start considering him. But for a team like the Jets, it'll be D. Miller and all over again. You bring in a guy who's injured all year, it's not going away on the Jets. Maybe on the San Francisco 49ers, maybe on the Dallas Cowboys or the Pittsburgh Steelers. He heals miraculously. Not here. So I just wouldn't do it. And I think if you got a chance to get Justin Fields, Wilson, you don't hitch your cart to Trey Lance. That's just what I think. Matt, what do you think about Trey Lance in a Cincinnati trade down and taking Waddle at 23? I... Okay, a couple things. I like Trey Lance not as much as Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. I agree that Trey Lance is probably best suited to sit a year. And 
I, I, I don't like, I don't like this plan. I can't get on board with this. Plan. Sorry. <laughs> right. Sorry. Right. That's, That's Hey, you know what? That's why we have the panelists to discuss these topics. Yeah. Uh, Mutt Viles dropping in with a big time super chat. Mutt Viles, thank you so much. I got your name right that time, and I didn't say multivitamins, but multivitamins is the name you should go by. Uh, he says, Sup, everyone. Ryan talked about it last night with you about getting Fuller for Watson. Uh, I'm liking Allen Robinson more, especially with him liking tweets with Watson going to New York. Uh, and he says, Which, sorry, uh, which would cost. The second pick, a 2022 first-round pick via Seattle, and a 2023 first-round pick. Uh, so he's saying basically the what we're, what we've been talking about with the Daniel Jeremiah trade, the three first-round picks. Uh, what do you think? I'll ask you guys this. Um, oh man, we got some people joining the channel. Ryan Schwinger, thank you so much for joining the channel, being a part of the Jets Talk 24/7 family. I love it so much. Uh, so. Greenbean, I'll throw it to you first. What do you think about pairing Allen Robinson uh, with Watson instead of, say, Fuller uh, with some of the rumors that we've heard? Yeah, I mean, Allen Robinson, like I said a million, like, you know, a few times now, I mean, Robin, Ro Robinson and Godwin are the guys that I happen to like the most. Godwin's not doing a good job of supporting that, uh, you know. Um, but anyway, I think Allen Robinson's probably the gem of the wide receiver, of the wide receiver group this year. So I think that would be best. And I think him and Watson alongside of Mims and Crowder would be amazing. All we have to do is build the wall and it's over. That's how, Matt, what that's your, how good it is to me. Matt, what are your thought with, thoughts with Watson with Robinson instead of Fuller? That sounds like a wet dream. I'm all in on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuller... Uh, I, when he's on the field, I like him. He's just never, ever plays, man. I, and I have PTSD for bringing in wide receivers who never play. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm all set with Will Fuller. But I love Allen Robinson. And uh, Deshaun Watson throwing him the ball would be a massive upgrade over Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, and Blake Bortles. So could you imagine what he could do? I'm right there with you guys. I want Allen Robinson so badly. I like Will Fuller, but that has to be a backup plan for me because he is never healthy. He's never on the field for a lot of games. So Allen Robinson, 100% would love that addition because maybe he doesn't break the bank for us. Maybe he's like, hey, you know what? I'll take a little bit less to play with Watson. You never know. Uh, Robert Morse, thank you so much for the super chat. And thank you for the super chat that you put in before without the comment. So I'll, I'll rattle both those off. Uh, he says, I think we keep Darnold, trade down to the 49ers, and three firsts, two seconds for it. Keep Donald. And three firsts, two seconds for it. So I think you're saying we have three firsts next year in two seconds. Take a quarterback. Oh, take a quarterback next year. If needed, we will be the best team in three years. So, Greenbean, what do you think about trading down with the 49ers? They're currently sitting at 12 right now. For what, though? What was the What, what, what are we getting? I don't, I don't know exactly. I think what he's saying is that there's three first-round picks next year to take a quarterback if we want, and possibly two seconds. Um, so what do you think well, about trading down with the 49ers to 12 and then taking a quarterback next year, rolling with Sam this year? Well, I think I, I'm a really big fan of the saying, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. All right, I believe in that saying, you know, so – Right now, we happen to know that this is a strong quarterback class. 
So when you start banking on another quarterback, you have no idea what's going to happen to those quarterbacks. It's already being said that it's not as strong as this class, even without mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence. Um, so I don't like that so much. Um, now, depending on what you get, for anybody who knows me, man, I'm a major lover of trading back. I, I love me some some draft trades. It's very reminiscent of gambling, which I'm not allowed to do anymore. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, so, but, so I like the idea of trading back, but it has to be for something that's worth it. You know, the number two pick, remember the jets haven't been this high since 1996. That's 24 years. We have not had a pick this valuable. So this is a special pick. And I, and I realize that. So, um, I'm not so willing to give it up for anything. And I think if you need a quarterback, it's your chance to get one. We might even be eight and eight next year and pick 16th. You know what I mean? So what are you going to do then? So I don't like it. 100%. Matt, what are your thoughts on trading down with the 49ers, getting three, having three first next year and two seconds to go get a quarterback next year, rolling with Sam Darnold this season? Uh, I, I, I don't like the idea of punting on this year's quarterback class for next year's quarterback class. Uh, it, it's not the same boat. You're not going to have four or three or four, depending on how you look at it, really good prospects at the top of the draft to move up for. Um, so I'm really all good with that. I, I like the I, I like the idea of having three first round picks, but if you do that and have to move up to get a qu quarterback who's not nearly as good yeah. as a quarterback <laughs> this draft, what good does that really do for you? Right. I completely good. agree. I completely yeah. agree. And I, I don't like the idea of trading down to, to 12. I like the idea of staying, getting a blue chip player, trading down to four, five, somewhere within the top 10 is something I like. Um, now, if they feel Sam's the way to go, I think trading down, getting more first round picks for next year in the event you want to trade up for a quarterback next year, sure. The issue is you don't know. Like Remy said, bird in the hand, we're two in the bush. You got your opportunity at two of the best quarterbacks in the draft sitting at number two. Don't screw around with it. Make the pick. It's easy. Uh, Mike Parlato, thank you so much for the super chat, says, I agree uh, with Green Bean. People don't take into consideration how valuable number two is. That is three first-round picks. Now, let me pull up real quick. I'll pull up the NFL draft trade value chart uh, just so we can get an idea of what that actually is. So the number two overall pick is technically worth technically meaning like what these people sort of figure it for 2,600 points. Uh, put it this way. The 32nd overall pick is worth 600, 590 to be exact, which means it is five. No, sorry. Yes. No. <laughs> four, four first round picks. If you had four 32 overall picks, that would equate to the number two overall pick. So the number two overall pick, maybe Joe Douglas has a little bit more leverage here. And he says, hey, look, you can have your choice of quarterbacks. This is what you got. It's this or not. And he stands firm. And maybe we get him for like a, like two firsts. Could you imagine that? That's like the, the thought mm -hmm. process. Man. Yeah. Matt, what are your thoughts? Well, actually, no. Let's go to Green Bean first because Green Bean had the idea. Actually, no. No, no, no. I'm lying. We're going to Matt first. Go and then we're going to Green Bean's yeah, thoughts yeah. after that. Uh, and before I get Matt's thoughts, I just want to yell out real quick. My dude, Adam Sednick and Kyle Lungi. Lungi? Lunge? Hi? <laughs> Thank you so much for becoming a member of the Jets Talk 24-7 channel. Matt, how you feeling about the uh, the consideration of the value of number two? I, I see that, and I hear that. I really do. 
I think that we are in a way underselling or undervaluing how important a Deshaun Watson would be for this Jets team or a fran a legitimate top five franchise quarterback. I think you could make the case is probably more valuable than three first round picks, which the Jets would probably have to give up to get this guy. Uh, if you're telling me that I can get him for just these two first round picks this year, fantastic. I would love that. That'd be amazing. But I think it would have to take more than that for just a player alone. When you put context into it with their cap situation and him really wanting out, maybe things fall somewhere in the middle. Um, but I, I don't necessarily buy into that. The number two pick holds like that much value to the point where the Jets would have to offer significantly, significantly less in terms of first round picks than other teams comparatively. So the what Greenbean and Matt are well, I haven't brought it to Greenbean yet, but what Matt's getting at, I think, makes a lot of sense because the Texans need draft picks. They don't have cap space. They need players. So multiple picks may seem a little more attractive than the number two overall pick, especially in the event, say, you get a, a, a Tua and they have the number three pick. Now they trade down from number three and they're getting way more picks. Like, that seems really attractive to me, unless they really like Sam Darnold. But Greenbean, why don't you talk to us a little bit about the value of the number two overall pick and how it equates to, to so much more than just a regular first-round pick? Well, I, I, I want to make sure that it's understood that I don't disagree with Matt. Like, I, I don't disagree with anybody that's saying these things. I just have a different perspective. And, and, I, and I just, again, I think that the negotiating position that we're in changes things. So the number two pick is, is this valuable. There are guys in our chat right now that are in their 20s. They got to be football fans when they were around 10 years old or so, let's say. They've never seen the Jets in the playoffs. We have sucked their entire football life, and we've never had this high of a pick before. So we have sucked predominantly for 30 years, and we have not had this pick in 24 of those years. So it's so hard to get up here. To, it's like when we were all banking on – an 0 and 16 season that's harder to do than to be 14 and two it is because only two teams have ever done it so this is hard it's hard to suck so bad to be up here clearly because we can't even and we suck and we're good at sucking and we haven't been here so it's one of those opportunities where you i think it's important for rgm not to undervalue what that pick really is so but you guys bring up a good point with I think the best argument for the mobile picks is like, well, one pick doesn't really help us. We already have a quarterback. Now, the difference between the quarterback they have and the quarterback that they would get if they were going to draft Justin Fields at two, let's say, is that Justin Fields is going to be a million dollars or whatever, you know, whatever it is. He's going to be on his rookie contract uh, when, De when Deshaun Watson is, is about to make 35 or so million dollars a year on average. So there is a big difference there, especially for a team that's in cap. Hell, they're $20 million or so over the cap now, and they haven't even signed their rookies. So that's $30 million over the cap. That's where they are. So um, anyway, this wipes the, sl the, the slate clean. But so that's when if you say, okay, if you want multiple firsts, you can take the Seattle picks the next two years. I'll throw in Sam and a third or like something like that. But you don't get three firsts and you don't get number two that way. 
That's kind of the angle I'd be coming at. So yeah, I love Green Bean, and I love some of the comments that are coming up because of you you being a little frozen. I see whoever's working the I'm ventriloquist frozen. dummy over on the left there is fantastic. I like that. And I think I just found, so so because we've gained so many members of the channel, I get to create a few more emojis. I'm going to get rid of the Adam Gase one, but I think we're going to add a freeze bean uh, emoji. It's going to be just, <laughs> oh, just a man. frozen bean. <laughs> and you guys will be able to post that anytime Green Bean freezes up like this, and I absolutely love it. It's good. Uh, oh, man, I was frozen, huh? I, well, no, we still heard you. We heard every we heard every word you said, and you you kind of like oh, had good. a little okay. bit of a glitch, but it's all working. As long as the audio is there, we're all good with it. Uh, D Jones, thank you so much for the super chat. He said, "Good teams draft well in rounds two through seven, not just round one." That is a big dick power move by the GM. Uh, if he trusts his scouting department and he trusts his 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 knowledge, you should be able to get rid of three first round picks in consecutive years and still build a team through the second and third second through seventh rounds plus free agency. Because let me tell you, the Jet fans, we have been screwed the last 15 years, whatever it is. We have not had a second round hit aside from like Marcus May in the longest time. So if you can hit in the second round, which was what you're supposed to do, this is going to lessen the blow of a Deshaun Watson trade in the biggest way. Matt, what are your thoughts on good GMs, good teams drafting well after rounds one? Well, hell yeah. The, the Jets have not done that for the last 10 years, which is why they've missed the playoffs for the last 10 years. That's one of the biggest reasons. But in this most recent draft, I do believe that Joe Douglas has found some really nice pieces in rounds two to seven. Denzel Mims looks like he's going to be a really interesting player to watch. Um, I really like what we saw out of Bryce Hall. I think you absolutely could have something there. Ashton Davis, I truly still believe, is going to be a starter in this league. Yes, you have a punter in the sixth round, but you still got a punter in the sixth round who I think uh, can contribute. And uh, I'm missing another person who I think was... Oh, P. Ryan. Yeah, there you go. P. Ryan will be, can be a rotational back in this league. Sure, why not? So I think you have some decent value from Douglas in his first draft, and I'm excited to see him do it the next couple of years with a ton of assets. Greenbeam, what are your thoughts on good GMs drafting well in the second through seventh rounds? I, I tell you, you know, this is another thing with the Jets. It has, It's actually difficult to be as bad as we've been. To have, like, think Idzik, you know, the Idzik 12 and all of McCagnin's drafts, and we would get one player is still on the team out of all those drafts. Like, it's amazing how bad we've been. It's not – you guys see the mocks that we do, and, of course, there's more going on in the NFL than there are in our mocks. We all know that but it's not as hard. When I look over the years of all the mocks I've done, most of my players, most, not half, most of my players did well in the NFL. Even my later round picks became special teams guys. Like they stay on the fucking roster. So I think it's the most important thing. And I like what you're saying, uh, Ryan, initially about you can lose your first round pick and still build a, a you know, quality team. Look at Michael Thomas in the third. Look at, I mean, we can go on and on and on. You know, Richard Sherman, you know, it's like so many of the NFL's best players, Antonio Brown, they're all found rounds two through six. Um, that's where the, the largest stockpile is um, outside of undrafted free agents. But first round picks, if you know how to do that, that's where you get Reed. That's where you get Ray Lewis. That's where you get those guys. Um, and it would really be a shame to miss out on them, um, albeit Watson is a special guy. Like, I get him, man. I mean, he's he'd be the best quarterback we ever had. 
you know, so I do understand it. Uh, I just think we can get a better, I think we can do better. That's what I think, you know? Yeah. Hey, look, there is a lot yeah. of value. Like there's a reason why there's so many fans behind the idea of trading down and just getting more picks. Like you can inf- like infuse this team with a ton of talent. Yeah. Like part of me hopes that like Watson goes to Miami on like a crazy deal, like fucking five first round picks or something bananas. No, I don't want to see him go there, but even oh, still like, don't speak that into existence, please. Take it <laughs> it's back, the Rob. Jets or the 49ers. That's where I want him to go. I don't want I do not want him in Miami. And I'm hoping because they don't want to trade back for their pick at number three overall, that they don't want to do that. Cyro, Sirio, DeSimone, thank you so much for joining the Jets Talk 24-7 channel. You mean the world to me. You're going to be a part of the 10 o'clock mock for members only after this live stream. Guys that have super chatted, we are going through all the super chats. We will get through them all. But if you want to get a chance to win a shirt at the end of the stream, we're going to raffle one off. All you got to do is click on the link in the pinned chat. I don't know where it is on the screen. It's left or right. The pinned chat, there's a link to Matt O'Leary's most recent video. You have to subscribe to Matt. You have to like the video. And you have to leave a comment. And we're going to pick from one of those comments uh, a winner at the end of the show. So make sure you tune into that. Anthony, thank you so much for the super chat. Says, trade the Jets or trade the three Jets number ones. Still have Seattle's. Sign RG3 as a backup. Sign Robinson. Let Dylan Joe D figure out the 2023 pick later. So he's talking about the three first round picks that Daniel Jeremiah was talking about. You sign RG3 as your backup and you get Robin uh alan robinson as your free agent wide receiver matt how you feeling about that uh i'm not i don't really want rg3 but everything else is i'm completely okay with <laughs> right where did he come from i i think the jet could do a little bit better than rg3 at this point in his career to back up uh to sean watson green bean how you feeling about uh getting three first uh giving up three firsts still keeping seattle's picks signing rg3 as the backup and then signing robinson in free agency yeah it's funny i don't know where where the rg3 piece comes in there like i don't know what that is but it's like it's definitely yeah, the, the, the it's definitely the running quarterback style of like yeah not that watson is necessarily a running quarterback i think it's definitely like a, a, a popular dynamic that i think people throw in there i would rather the jets sign cj bethard or Bethard or however you pronounce his name the backup quarterback Bethard. for the 49ers, Bethard for the 49ers. You get him, and he's he, all of a sudden he knows the offense, and he can help. He's like an extra coach and can step in right away. Like, that's why I want. But Green Bean, sorry, go on. I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, RG3. Three first-round picks, RG3 and Robinson. Well, you know what? You know, look, and it's funny. I'm sitting here listening to everybody, reading the comments, and thinking – and that that little saying I threw out, a bird in the hand, because the this particular question puts it in an interesting way. Let Joe Douglas figure out 223, 2023 and 2023. And the bird in the hand thing will be like, just get Watson and figure it out from there. He can do things later to figure out getting the first round pick. And there's there's some logic there. I'll give him that. I think that's a very astute way to craft this question. Um, you know, like that's three years away. That's two years away, man. Why are we holding something from two years away from getting us this massive upgrade right now? And that's a that's an argument. So I think that's I'll say this: it's worth considering. I would leave RG three out of it, though. <laughs> Stephen, yeah. sorry, I, I cut off part of your name. Stephen uh, 
Kamino says, does Trevor Lawrence's draft stock drop if he screws up on the Wonderlick test? Matt, what do you think about Trevor Lawrence's stock if he screws up on the Wonderlick test? <laughs> Come on. We can't be serious here, right? <laughs> I, uh, you, know, you never know. Hey, you never know. I mean, put it this way. Vince, Vince Young was the first quarterback taken in the, the 2014-15 draft, whatever that was. And he had what a seven on the Wonderlick. I don't think the Wonderlick test matters. Yeah, yeah. It, what Marcus Vick I think has the lowest score ever, right? I, I believe you're right. I really do. Uh, and so, like Ryan Fitzpatrick has a tremendous one. Are we? Does that mean he's worthy of a top five? Pick? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, there's more to it. I'm not. I'm not putting all my eggs in the Wonderlick basket. Play that. Greenbeam, what do you think about the Wonderlick test? You think it hurts Lawrence's draft stock if he gets like a one? Didn't we do the wonder lick last year, Ryan? Like, didn't we do we it? We did. We should We should definitely do it again and release the results we again because that was it. so much I, fun. Yeah. And maybe we, we get better at it show every our year. Answer. We, had we had to show it at the same time. Answer. Everyone holds up the yeah, answer. I had, I had the lowest score. Gangrene David stomped my lights out on that one. I was going to say, what I think he beat about all of us. Or did Matt yeah, beat us? Yeah, he did great. No. Matt maybe. He got a tremendously high score. He was in He was in a high percentile. So he's either a genius or lion. I'm not putting words yeah, I, think I got a seven. I think I got a seven. I was gonna I was say, like, I was like, what? I didn't do well. I looked at, it, I was like, ah, oh, God, thank God, I'm not getting drafted. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I don't, I don't think any of us are are on the uh, the bad Wonderlick score uh, bandwagon here. If he if he fails that, yeah. Uh, Sean David, thank you so much for the super chat. Saying, any chance we get Watson without giving up number two? Uh, I say two Seattle firsts, our next two firsts, then trade two this year. To number five for first next year hey i would love to keep number two would love would love to keep number two it's not happening if you want to show him lots 100 not happening the whole bargaining chip that the jets have it's not sam darnold the 32nd ranked quarterback over the course of the last three years it's not sam darnold the bargaining chip the jets have is number two overall where you can have the pick of sam darnold justin field zach wilson trey lance let's throw that name in there that's the value that the jets have uh, so I don't think there's any way the Jets do this. And Bill Kip, Bill Kip, my brother, thank you so much for becoming a member of the Jets Talk 24-7 channel. All the members in the chat, let me see a J-E-T-S for the newest member. Yes, he becomes a member of the 10 o'clock mock that we'll be doing after this stream at 10-15, so make sure you hang tight for that. Greenbean, what are your thoughts about getting first-round picks next year and any thoughts of getting Watson without giving up the number two overall pick? Yeah, I mean, I think that's my goal. <laughs> I don't um, – I think if we're giving the number two pick, you know, then that substantially decreases the rest of the value. What I would be shooting for is if we're giving multiple firsts in any fashion, I would be keeping my second overall pick. But I think that's the one they're going to want, like Ryan said. So I think it's going to be a hard sell. Matt, what do you think? Any shot we get Watson without giving up the number two pick? I'd be very surprised. I think that's the Jets' biggest bargaining chip in this kind of a, of a trade. So I'd be surprised if they're able to pull it off without that. Sam Roche, thank you so much for the super chat. He says, I was falling asleep until the bean pumped me the heck up. Let's go, muscles. I love it, Sam Roche. Thank you so much for the super chat. Marcus Metcalf comes in saying, Aaron Glenn reportedly viewing other options as defensive coordinator. He's actually the new defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions joining Campbell over there, who I believe was the offensive 
coordinator for the Saints? There was some breaking news on that from uh, our girl, Josina Anderson. Really? Uh, she, yeah, she was reporting 34 minutes ago. I'm told Saints secondary coach Aaron Glenn is still considering interest from two other teams to be defensive coordinated in addition to the Lions per source. Ooh. Not dead. Ooh, I like it, boys you know and girls. Us. I want me some Aaron Glenn. I want some Marshawn Lattimore. I want some Trey Hendrickson. Like, that's who I want. I want Aaron Glenn as my DC right now. I know there's some connections with Robert Sala and some other guys around the league, but Aaron Glenn is the guy that I really, really want. Uh, so reviewing other options, I really like that. Uh, I get Matt real quick and Greenbean real quick. We'll go around before we jump over to some other questions. Matt, what do you think about getting Aaron Glenn as DC? I definitely think he's a candidate. Uh, they brought him in for an interview uh, for a, the head coaching gig, which I never really bought as a serious, like, okay, you're actually like a legitimate head coaching candidate. But absolutely, I think it is time for him to step up into a defensive coordinator role, and I would be happy if he was the DC of the Jets. Creamy, yeah. what do you think about Aaron Glenn? While I do really like Chris Richard, and I think that he's an interesting one who's kind of like, I'm a big fan, as you guys know, of like paying your dues and all that's like kind of working your way up. And Chris Richard has done that. And I think he's definitely like, in my opinion, next man up. But the love I have for Aaron Glenn um, would supersede that. So I think... While I currently probably have more confidence in Chris Richard, he's done it a little bit longer. Man, I'm confident that the Jets are the team mucking up the works for the Detroit Lions right now. And I think that he's going to be our defensive coordinator, and I would not be happier to hear that than anything else. I love I it. I Dimitri off. Vodka. Um, he says, I agree with Greenbean. Rather get multiple first round picks for a guy than just one guy. Would trade two picks plus Sam at most for Deshaun Watson. Also, any rumors about defensive staff? Uh, my rumor about defensive staff that I think is going to happen, I really want it to be Aaron Glenn. I don't know if that's going to be the pick or not. Uh, I think Marvin Lewis is still potentially an option. And then I would say that Bob Bobich, or Babich, the, the, linebackers coach for the bills is another option who's still in the playoffs i think that could potentially be a hang-up for why we don't have a dc yet uh what do you think matt about the potential defensive coordinator staff uh who are you looking at i think um now i don't correct me if i'm wrong because i heard of this name brought up but i haven't actually heard it be announced that he's mm -hmm. on the staff but i think paul Puzlesny is going to be the linebackers coach um, I've heard that a lot. Was Puzlesny a Jacksonville linebacker at the time? Yes, and supposedly Salah loves him. And I was always – I don't know why he was – he's a, kind of like a random player, but I always loved him, how he played the game for some reason, even Buffalo. Um, sure. I mean, he was one of those – I believe he was a first-round pick too at the time. He was he was a really highly drafted guy, really highly touted guy. Penn State, I believe. Penn State linebacker, exactly. Um, I, I always loved watching him play, so I would – absolutely love him on this staff and if Salah loves him then great bring him in Greenbean what do you think about uh, any rumors for the defensive coordinator I think the rumor that we're uh, going to start right now is that the word is that Aaron Glenn is going to sign with the New York Jets that's what I, that's what I know I think we that's just it. keep preaching that any, and just yeah. Twitter right. Twitter existence it into, in, into existence 
Uh, Lore Bendix right. says, if we trade for Watson and still have the 23rd and 34 picks this year, would you be okay with the Jets drafting an offensive tackle at number 23 and maybe an offensive guard, Wyatt Davis, at number 34? Uh, he says, we have Becton plus two hopeful young guys. I really want Joe Tooney uh, in free agency. And I think if you get Watson and you still have pick 23 and 34, I would really hope that we go after like a a pass rusher, a cornerback. I I would be cool with using one of those picks on a guard. I don't have a problem with it. With uh with, with George Fant, there's actually a weird situation where he where the 49ers coaching staff actually likes dynamic fast tight uh, tackles. So he actually fits the mold for what they're trying to do. So I'm actually okay with keeping Fant in this situation and maybe addressing tackle in the third round or something of that nature. Or, or if you find one in free agency, I don't really care. But interior offensive line, cornerback, edge rusher are the three areas I would look at. And I don't know if I would double dip in the first, uh, those two picks right there. Greenbean, what do you think? Picks 23 and 34 going tackling guard. I don't think it's going to be a tackle. I just, I think guard is the, is the pressing issue and and the solution to guard could be mcgovern because this is a, this happens to be a pretty robust center class um so if we get a center and move mcgovern to guard we're still taking care of that right guard spot um and i do think we should get thuny i'm a, i'm totally into the second first you know as of now we have our picks the second first being a guard or edge and then reversing the two like i think it's going to be quarterback offensive interior offensive line edge or interior offensive line edge that's our first three picks so i'm i'm on board with it just not with tackle until later matt what do you think about tackle and guard 23 and 34 uh guard yes tackle no i'm okay with running back fan um i i, I would be okay with taking a depth tackle in the mid rounds sure uh because i'm not a true modoga guy um but i i i would think it'd be a waste to take a tackle that early with the other pressing needs on this team guys if you want to get a shot to win a shirt at the end of the stream we got a giveaway all you got to do is like this video so i got 300 likes on this video we got 764 people in here and we got a bunch of people across all three platforms so all you got to do is like the video you got to click on the pinned comment in the chat pinned comment in the chat uh, it's going to take you to Matt O'Leary's most recent video. All you have to do is subscribe, like that video, and leave a comment. We're going to raffle off a shirt at the end of this stream, 9.55, so we're going to get through all of that. Samuel Nesbitt, thank you so much for the super chat. He says, best trade for us, uh, Jet fans, trade 23 overall, 34 overall, 2022 first, 2022 first, 2023 second for Deshaun Watson, uh, trade the second overall and Sam for draft capital. See, I understand that could be a, an interesting trade option for the Jets, and you give up, you know, a lot more picks as opposed to maybe like the highest overall pick, and you can recoup a bunch of it with the second overall pick and trading Sam. It sounds like a pipe dream to me because I think any situation for uh, trading for Deshaun Watson, I think it has to include number two. That is the sexiest part of this trade. At if you're the the Texans. With any of the picks you just mentioned, are they are they getting a quarterback? Because that's what they're going to need with this situation. So I would rather take Tua in in my opinion, and then trade all the other stuff 
than than go for the Jets. But Greenbean, what do you think about this sort of trade offer? 23 overall, 34 overall, 22, 22 first round picks. So two first round picks plus a 2023 second round pick. It sounds like a lot of picks, but you hold on to two and say, well, that's that's three first round picks and Mm -hmm. a bunch of seconds. And no, I'm just 34 is almost a first round pick, too. Yeah, right. So that's a whole bunch, man. Like, I don't know. I I don't want to give up that much stuff for an expensive quarterback because these are the things that these are the the pieces that you're able to use to build around the guy. Like, let's not forget the way to win in today's NFL is to have a quarterback on his rookie deal. So we're already bypassing that when you start giving away all the capital that you have to build around him. And the only option is free agency. That's an expensive foray as well. So then you're banking on building the wrong way. And I, I just don't like it, man. I just don't like it. So I would say I would probably not like that trade. So, Matt, I'm going to get your thoughts on this. Uh, 23rd overall, 34th overall, two firsts in 2022, plus a second in 2023 for Deshaun Watson. For the chat to hear, because my dude has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so, yeah, I absolutely would I would do it. I, I know it, it sounds like a lot, but I think you'd be able to recoup some of the value by moving the, the second overall pick back and getting um, – something back for Sam Darnold as well. So if you move down from two and then pick up a first rounder in the following year, then that would recoup some of that value in that trade. No green bean. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. If you're able to keep that second pick, there is, there is the ability to recoup a lot of that stuff. So if you can keep number two, and that's a good point, you can probably get a lot of that back. If you trade back more than once, Exactly. You know what I mean? You trade back, right? You trade back with the, the Bengals. You get whatever. Then you trade back with the Niners. Then you get whatever in around, and then you recoup and everything, and then you get Watson for free, essentially. Wouldn't that be nice? I'd love that. Watson <laughs> for free, yeah. Sign me the hell up for Deshaun Watson for free. That would be, uh, that'd be pretty sick. But, but on top of that too, like we said, if you're moving, you're moving Darnold for assume, you know, assuming a second round pick, like that's another probably top fifty pick that you'd be able to get in this year's draft too. Yeah. So you get, you get, a, you recoup one of the seconds, then you get probably at least another first out of the number two, at least another first, some seconds, some thirds from those, those slide backs. And then, yeah. So when you look at it, when all said and done, you get Watson for a first and some change or something like that. So it's really, it's not the worst thing. If you keep number two, it's not the worst. You, you know, you're actually right. Especially, if able, especially if you're able to move back with that pick and recoup the value, I think is the, the important part. Yeah, agreed. I actually oh, agree. Guys, thank you so much for holding down the fort while I was going to the bathroom. I got myself a nice Kalo. I know you guys are, are enjoying the Kalo out there. If you guys have not had Kalo, hemp-infused CBD seltzer, 100% a great, uh, great purchase. <laughs> I actually, I they sponsored the channel and have given me a few cans of Kalo or a few cases of Kalo, and I absolutely love it. If you guys have not tried it, this is me just actually asking for them for a sponsorship. I've never actually done that before. I genuinely love the product. So if you guys haven't had Kalo, CBD infused seltzer, highly recommend it. Nate Coppola and Steven Cruz, thank you so much for becoming a member of the Jets Talk 24-7 family. You get a part, you get to be a part of the 10 o'clock mock tonight, starting at 10.15. 
Uh, but let's move on to the next topic. Robert Morris, thanks so much for the super chat. He said, meant to trade our second overall for three nines, three nines, 49ers, 49ers first. Not exactly sure what that means, but I like it. Max is NY Jets says, do you think the Jets should sign Mark Ingram in free agency to a one-year deal in order to solely, uh, in order to solely the running back position since the Ravens already released Mark Ingram? I will say this. I don't know if any of us are on board with this because I think he's going to cost more than we want to spend. I would rather us draft a running back and, or like sign someone for like the veteran minimum. I don't think spending money on running back and free agency is a smart move, not for this team. Uh, Matt shaking his head, agreeing. Greenbean, you have any comments on this? I didn't listen. I'm sorry. I was... Do you want to sign Mark Ingram in free agency? Sure. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. No. All right. You, no. No. you get the hell out of here. No, you don't. No. All right. Mumtaz coming in with a super chat saying, forget about rounds two through seven. We struggle to nail the top 10 picks. Vernon Golson, anyone? D. Milner, anyone? Second round picks, especially a nightmare. Hackenberg, Devin Smith, Pryor, Amaro. Uh, Calvin Pryor was actually a first round pick. Uh, but he was. he was. Even still. Then he says, uh, Stephen Hill, Vlad, suck ass, puke. <laughs> I, I couldn't add yeah. it all in there. Uh, look, second round picks have been horrible for us. Yeah. First round picks haven't been the worst. Like Leonard Williams, not the worst overall pick. Uh, bad for us because we didn't get great value out of it. Jamal Adams got us two first round picks, solid pick. Sam Sam uh, Darnold, unfortunately not the quarterback we were hoping he would be, but still like a lot of promise. Uh, Quinn Williams looks legit. I don't think it's the first round picks. I think it's the second round picks like he touched on with Hackenberg, Smith, Amaro, um, you know, Vlad Dukas, Stephen Hill, we haven't had hits other than Marcus May and, like, David Harris in the longest time. And Lord Bendick, thank you so much for being a member of the Jets Talk 24-7 channel. I'm so excited to have you here. Greenbean, what are your thoughts on the Jets' second-round picks? Who? Let, let, let's spin it this way. We've had a bunch of bust second-round picks. Who is your favorite bust second-round pick? Greenbean. Yeah. But no, it's funny because you cut and then you sped up, sped up real fast. <laughs> so, I'm so um, sorry about that. No, no, it's clearly not on your end, man. Um, so you said you want me to talk about the busts, or do you want who's, me to talk who about? Who is your? Let's say who is your favorite bust second round pick? Oh, uh, the one I well, Lamont Jordan was a good one. Uh, oh, you I call him a bust was, though? Yeah, I do. What? Um, he was I, I, awesome when we had him, and then he, he wound up going to the awesome. Raiders. He was I love Lamont Jordan. He you was supposed to take over. For, you can love him all you want. You <laughs> you know, he, he was supposed to take over for Curtis Martin. He got one year in a starting role in the Jets. He did nothing. He got signed over by the Raiders and did nothing. That's Lamont Jordan. He did very, very little. The fact that we're not calling him a bust shows how great our second-round picks have been. The one I had the most hope for was a man named Ryan Yarborough, who you guys probably don't even remember. He was supposed to be, he was one of the best receivers in the draft and we got him in the second round and everybody was so excited. He had average at best two years with us and he was gone. Another one, Alex Van Dyke. These are great receivers that slipped to the second and we were lucky like Stephen Hill. But so, yeah, I say uh, Lamont Jordan was my favorite second round disappointment. Matt, what is your favorite second round disappointment? 
I, I think I gotta go King Ugly King Ugly Vlad Dukas. Uh, oh. That was that was a tough that was a tough one. Um, especially because the Giants took like JPP not too long after that, if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. he was a little bit of a project, and our project was freaking King Ugly Vlad Dukas. Dude, I, we cut not- Alan Fanica the mm-hmm. the day we drafted Dukas. We <sighs> cut Alan Fanica that day. We like suck. he was supposed to come in, dude. That was Rex's bluster, dude. That was dude, Rex. We, All so Rex. I see guys in the chat. They're saying Hackenberg was the worst. They're saying uh, friggin' oh, what was the one I just started laughing at? I was Geno Smith. Geno Smith sucked, but I will yeah. say this: Hackenberg to me is the biggest bust of all time if you take a different christian hackenberg that means you're drafting watson or mahomes the following year because you're not saying oh we have hackenberg we don't know what's going to happen so if you draft watson or mahomes regardless of who you think it is we're not trading up three second round picks plus our first overall pick or or, you know number six overall pick to get sam darnold the following year You're, you're you're taking mahomes you're letting him sit for a full year you let him win the last game of the season whatever the jets get the sixth pick now all of a sudden you're taking quentin nelson the top guard in the country and then you have second round picks you could have taken dk metcalf for me it's hands down hands down christian hackenberg for me i it is the most disappointing and i would say my favorite uh second round pick that i hate all the time because i hate it but i would say stephen hill was the guy that i i thought was going to be good and i was like oh this bill's game is amazing he's got like 200 yards and three touchdowns or whatever and then it just sort of flopped over Christian Franklin, my yeah. brother. Mitt Flair, my brother. You too. Thank you so much for joining the Jets Talk 24-7 channel. You guys want to be a part of the 10 o'clock mock happening at 10-15 tonight. Uh, we got Sirio Simone saying, What's up, fellas? CJ Simone here from Weapons Hot. As much as Watson does intrigue me, I still want to build through the draft. Love the show. Thank you so much, Simone. I've actually seen Weapons Hot. I, I've watched a little bit of it. I haven't had a, a crazy ton of time, so I've reciprocated the, the, the views as well. Um, but he says, thank you for the... Uh, love the show. Doug Kahn, my brother, thank you so much for joining the channel. My brother, Doug Kahn, wants to be a part of the 10 o'clock mock. Uh, he says, as much as Watson intrigues him, he wants to build through the draft. I think that's where a lot of Jet fans fall. We fall on the whole side of, okay, do you get the top three quarterback and you worry about the... 50-50 shot of a first-round pick working out anyway. Like, that's the whole thing we're not talking about is that Watson at two or or Wilson or Fields at two, that's a coin flip 50-50 shot if it's going to work out. Wilson or Watson, rather, that is a fact. He is good. Um, so real quick, Matt, what do you think, building through the draft versus going Watson, what's your, your best argument for or against? Watson is safer because we already know he's established. We're hoping that Justin Fields and Zach Wilson are going to be as good as Deshaun Watson. The counter argument to that would be what Greenbean mentioned earlier, having someone on their rookie contract versus paying someone $40 million a year to play the quarterback position. Greenbean, what do you think about uh, building through the draft and not taking Watson? Give us our your best pro or con against it. Yeah, I mean, Matt just nailed it. I mean, that's really what you're looking at. There's the sure thing in Watson. So he's 25 years old, and he's a top five quarterback uh, in his prime. So like what Matt said, like you're hoping that these guys come out and play almost as good. You'd, you'd be as Watson. Um, the, the other side is, you know, he's already making $35 million a year. Not this coming year. It happens to be a dip. But 
he's pretty much making $35 million a year. And then it becomes harder to build around him. Um, and then when he's unhappy with that contract in three years, when I, when quarterbacks are making $50 million a year, uh, he'll want to renegotiate and hold out. And there's all that stuff you're looking, looking at potentially in the future. So that's why it's so important to build with a rookie quarterback. And I think that's the main argument for it. Plus you get all the other picks. The argument could be, is Watson better than Wilson, Wyatt, Davis, and Patrick Jones? And then picks next to you, whoever that is, is, you know, there's an argument for the other side for sure. I can see it. I can see it. Guys, if you want your shot to win a shirt at the end of the show, all you have to do is go to the link in the pinned comment in the chat. All you have to do is click on that link, subscribe to Matt O'Leary, like the video that's there, and leave a comment, and Matt's going to pick a winner at the end of the show. We're going to give away a shirt, so make sure you get entered to that. Jordan Gazzett, thank you so much for becoming a member of the Jets Talk 24-7 channel. My brother wants to get in on the 10 o'clock mock at the end of this show. Uh, Joe Peck Ulick, thank you so much for the super chat, says trade with Cincy to get number five. He says the second round pick, a second next year, draft Jamar Chase... Pat Jones, Wyatt Davis, Tyson Campbell, Sign Godwin, May, Tart, Gus the Bus, Thoughts. Matt, what are your thoughts on trading down with Cincy, getting two second-round picks, and their number five, and then drafting Jamar Chase at number five, and then the rest of these guys, Pat Jones, Wyatt Davis, Campbell, and then Godwin, May, Tart, Gus in free agency? Um... I don't think you would – if you're signing Godwin, why are you taking a wide receiver that early? That would be my question. I, don't, I, I would think that would be a mistake. That is fair. What do you think about the rest of the uh, trade I, compensation? Would you, would I, you rather would, – would you go down to five for two seconds and the fifth overall pick? Probably, uh, no, I want another pick. I want a first. I want a first next year. <laughs> That's my my thought process. I don't want your yeah. second next year. Greenbean, what are your thoughts on trading down with Cincy to number five, getting two second round picks, and then taking the guys that are listed below? Well, did we figure out who's playing quarterback in that scenario? Because that's important. It's it's got to be Sam. You can't trade down with five, take Jamar Chase, Sam. and not have Sam. Or maybe we Look. trade for Watson. I mean, you can't. There's no way we're trading for Watson and being able to pick Pat Jones, Wyatt Davis. Like if you're, yeah, if you're yeah. able to pick the number two pick and trade down, it's I, I got to figure it's with Sam. Yeah. You know, it's funny before when I said Wyatt Davis, I literally stumbled for a second. I was a, a, absolutely about to say Wyatt Earp. Like I heard it coming. I was going to say Wyatt Earp and I was serious. So anyway, I'm glad I didn't say that. Uh, you guys would think I'm dumb. But so I, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I mean, look, dude, if LaFleur says, hey, look, I, I'm telling you, Sam's much better than he's been. I love him. That would be best case scenario. Like if they could get Sam to actually play like we thought he was going to play and you're able to do all, all that shit with those picks, like we're saying, I think that would be gorgeous. I would love Jamar Chase. I would love him. I would love all those guys. So I love it if we're keeping Sam. Sure. For me, I agree with 
agree being on this. Sam is the fastest way to turn this team around if he's salvageable. The, and I think Matt agrees with this too. Like Sam, by far, if you can trade down from two, get a ton of picks, and then hold on to Sam. You already have your franchise quarterback. Don't trade a ton of picks away for Watson. Don't go and 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 draft a quarterback at two. If you can fix Sam, that is the fastest way to success. Now it is also the fastest way to failure because now if you are if you are rolling with sam and he is not the guy and you've passed on the second overall pick and you've traded down maybe you have three first picks next year but maybe now you have to give them up to go up and get your quarterback so for me sam Darnold is the fastest fix but is a very very dicey uh situation trading down with cincy for two second round picks i wouldn't do it i would do it for a first and a second um that's just me even if i'm trading down to four i'm still trying to get a first for next season uh dimitri name i can't pronounce you're giving joe douglas too much credit khalil mcgovern did not work out in the draft only three potential starters maybe and a head scratcher morgan he needs to do better uh for me look the khalil signing was a hundred percent the right move to make we were past free agency we were past the draft there was no one else to get for center he recognized it was a problem khalil a former all pro who had just retired is a great option for the Jets to bring in. It didn't work out. It sucks. Sometimes you swing at a home run pitch and it doesn't hit you don't hit it out of the ballpark. So that's unfortunately where I fall on that. McGovern, top set top 10 center last year. Plays like a terrible center almost the entirety of the year from like week 9 on he winds up playing better. I think part of that is no preseason, no offensive line work where these guys are working together. We had guys in and out the entire time. I like the McGovern signing. I think it was a really good signing. I think in a different offense, he is going to flourish way better. Uh, he says in the draft, three potential starters. I'm guessing he's talking Becton, Mims, uh, and then Hall as the starters. But then you also got the punter, not great. Cameron Clark, we don't know about. Morgan is absolutely head-scratcher. Everyone on this panel agrees with that. Greenbean, what are your thoughts about giving Joe Douglas too much credit for Khalil and McGovern uh, and his draft class? Muted. Cannot hear you, Greenbean. Sorry, my daughter, I had to say some stuff. Uh, so I think when people try to use the Khalil thing as a as a shot against uh, Joe Douglas, they're really missing the mark. I mean, he arrived here after free agency and the draft. He li- There was no one there. Even the Hairston trade was actually a masterful move. The fact that he talked Khalil out of retirement um, no one else that we've ever had at GM could have even done that. It was a beautiful move. It didn't work, but it was all that he could do. He made something out of nothing. We should be applauding that, not not looking for reasons to to dislike him. I think we're also under underappreciating how bad of a coach Adam Gase really is, how unmotivated these guys are to really play for him, how how poisonous and toxic this environment was that these players the Robbie Anderson quote uh, coming out yesterday or today or whatever it was um, that how unhappy he was believe me most of the guys on the team felt at least to some degree similarly Gase is a terrible coach Connor McGovern was a top 10 center comes here and he's one of the worst centers in the league you know what I mean what is it what out what, there there's more than enough test samples of guys that were bad with case and are good without case don't worry about Connor mcgovern it was a great signing and he played well at the end of the year he's going to be great man you're going to be very happy with him 
As far as the draft picks, again, we had injuries. Denzel Mims, a slam dunk in my opinion. We loved him before, and we loved what we saw on the field with him. Um, don't worry, guys like Zuniga and Cam Clark, they're all going to be contributors in my opinion. Um, so we, I think we're being premature. I loved what Joe Douglas did in the draft last year. The Morgan pick, didn't like it, but let's not remember how he got them. Let's not forget how he got the Morgan pick. Okay, with with two sec two sequential trades where he created extra space to make moves like that. So um, still don't like it, but you know we got to remember the whole thing. I think Joe Douglas has done a fantastic job. Not perfect, but fantastic. And I'm really looking forward to the future of his moves. Matt, what do you think? Do you think Douglas has gotten too much credit for moves like Khalil and McGovern? And what do you think about his draft classes? I, I think Green Bean hit it on the head for the most part. The, the What I was going to say is there's really two things that Joe Douglas did that, that has bothered me so far. It's his handling of the Robbie Anderson situation. I think he was too stubborn with Robbie. And drafting James Morgan, I think, was a mistake. I don't think this team had the luxury of taking a project quarterback to develop into a backup role and hope to flip for a pick. Um, other than that, I 100% agree that the Khalil swing, yes, it didn't work, but it was a smart idea to try to do something like that when you're thrust into a situation like he was so last minute. McGovern was a top 10 center, came on strong at the end of the year. I think he'll be okay, especially if you improve the guard position as well, which is a must. The Jets probably need two starting guards in the free agency or the draft this year. Um, taking a big swing you got to give him credit for Becton everyone was saying oh j just take Tristan Wirfs that was the easy pick well he went for Makai Becton and he's he hit a home run with that swing and he was able to move back and still take Denzel Mims who had a, all three of us I'm pretty sure had him going in the first round of that draft I know I so I really like most of what he's done um yes you can still criticize him for some of the things that he he has done in my opinion that the two obvious ones are the morgan pick and robbie but other than that i think for the most part he's been very good guys thank you so much for hanging out with us matt watson coming in as a new member of the jets talk 24 7 channel he wants to be a part of the 10 o'clock mock happening right after this we're going to burn through some questions real quick to end out this stream uh we got matt watson thank you so much for the super chat he says our luck is turning boys we got the coach the gm and then covid salary cap year these past 10 years of incompetency and bad luck are finally changing brother we could not agree more the jets are set up better than almost any other team this offseason to take advantage of everything going on brian dolan our buddy from jets nation coming in with a super chat saying what's up gents keep up the great content as for deshaun watson for two picks and a box safety we improve the foundation uh, or newfound credibility of the new york jets the jury is still out uh hold on real quick where to go where to go where to go the jury is still out uh on sam darnold dw deshaun watson is a legit franchise quarterback green Bean, your thoughts real quick on watson giving up two picks basically the 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 jamal adams trade giving up a first plus jamal adams makes a ton of sense to me what do you think green Bean? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, if, if it was the picks that we acquired for Jamal Adams, if the Texans are willing to take that, I think that's the way to look at it. We just traded Jamal Adams for Deshaun Watson. I would do that trade. I'd make that trade in less than five seconds every day of the week. So I think that would be fine. Yeah. 
Matt, your thoughts with going with the trade to get Sean Watson with two picks from a box safety. What are your thoughts? Love it. Thank you, Joe Douglas. I love it. Mumtaz coming in with a super chat coming in saying, reminder, in Sam's second year, they took away his wide receiver one and gave him the worst offensive line, then gave him Adam Gase. He can turn this around with the right coach. Uh, I think he can turn it around. I, I don't think he can't turn it around. Let me put it that way. Now, him losing his number two or second wide receiver or wide receiver one, I think you're... T- I mean, who's who's he talking about? He's got to be talking about Robbie Anderson. That's got to be the third year, I think, right? I don't remember who we lost last year. That would have been considered his number one wide receiver. Broadway question mark, my brother. Thank you so much for joining the membership chair, membership tier, membership channel, membership tier of the Jets Talk twenty four seven channel. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, Grimby, what are your thoughts on Sam losing his weapons and him turning it around with the right coach? Well, I, I think I think that Sam's absolutely redeemable. I do. I, I think he's way too young to write him off. Again, I think the problem for us comes in when we start wonder, you know, talking about he's about to get paid, and you have to make that decision and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think new coach, new regime, clean house, new quarterback. That's just the way I see it. But I think Sam's going to find his, his 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 place. The weapons thing. Dude, he was missing guys. I mean, he there, there are so many plays. He's staring right at receivers, can't pull the trigger, running out of bounds for sacks when he could throw it away. Like, there's lots of shit that's going on that has nothing to do with weapons. So, and I think that's because of his situation. He's damaged goods, but that's going to take a minute to shake. So, I don't know. I think it's best to move on from our boy. Love him. Matt, what do you think about Sam losing his top weapon, and can he turn it around with the right head coaching staff? They did Sam Darnold no favors. I 100% agree with that. What happened with him really, really sucks. If it were up to me, I think that the Jets are better off pursuing Deshaun Watson or drafting uh, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields at number two. I think if he is salvageable, well, I'll say it like this. You all thought that maybe the 49ers would be a team that could salvage him, and since their offensive passing game coordinator is coming over here. Maybe, fingers crossed, he could be the guy to fix it here if need be, but that is not my preferred plan. Guys, you've heard it from us all night. It is time for us to go to our giveaway. Uh, So, Matt, pull up your video. Guys in the chat, I'm going to ask for a name. Let's look for a number. Uh, Let's go 65 through 75 65 through 75 we're going to divide it in two and matt's going to count that way i have a number in mind in my head that (laughs) i would like it to be because i'm a a dirty fucking pervert and all that but (laughs) you guys pick a number in the chat let's see what it is we got a 67 who throws a 67 lame cactus my brother throwing 69 look at all the 69s popping up all right matt the number 69 divided in two do whatever you got to do throw it a count who's our winner of tonight's shirt by two don't you need an even number if you're dividing it by two uh round up <laughs> it could be i'm doing math here divided i like the number 69 two. that's what we're rolling with divided, divided by, by 69 it could be one name i don't care <laughs> uh okay i gotta get somebody from the screen this is this is not an easy thing all these comments are old <laughs> 
we we should have yeah. picked a newer video. My bad. No, that was a new video, right? Yeah, that was a new one. Was I just thought it was like within the last day. That was good. That was good. Well, how do I know if these people are here for the thing? That's what I'm saying. I got to find somebody who's... There's a timestamp on it, Matt. Don't get me on this whole, like, dinosaur, I don't know how to use technology thing. No, I know I you know. know how to do it. I know, but if, but how do I know that they're here from the stream? You know what I'm saying? Pure dumb luck at this point. They're supposed to write it. They they didn't get write it like <laughs> they shirt. don't necessarily have to write it. We didn't we didn't specify. We didn't specify. Oh, Just pick a name. Know. They should know. They should know this. Okay, these are all <laughs> right. Why is this not in chronological order? This is so stupid. I'm the bed hard. <laughs> <laughs> While he's looking, Brian Dolan says Watson threw for forty eight hundred yards with guys that make the Jets wide receivers look like the greatest show on turf. Will Fuller's pretty good. I'll give him that. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but well, I hear you. The <laughs> point. Point's decent. Point taken. Roland Ello is our winner. Yeah. Roland Ello. Roland Ello. All you got to do is reach out to me in the Flick Chat. The link is in the description down below. Click on that. Get me your information. We'll send you out a shirt. Uh, but, guys, that is going to be it for our Talking Jets panel for tonight. Let's go around the panel. Let's talk about uh, our closing words here. Uh, Green Bean. Any last words for the panel? Yeah, man. Uh, I just love you guys so much. I think the support is awesome. Uh, don't forget the podcast that I'm doing. I'm shooting for Tuesday releases. Uh, episode 5 did release this morning. It's on my YouTube page, Green Bean Jets Fan, or also wherever you get podcasts. If you haven't subbed, I can appreciate it. We're getting to that mark. Uh, give me a sub every Tuesday. Sub. Matt. Any last words for the panel? Let's do it again next week, boys. I'm absolutely excited about it. Appreciate all you guys tuning in. New podcast episodes for me come out on Mondays. Look forward to doing this again next week, boys. Oh, I love it. Boys, if you want to get in on the 10 o'clock mock, Green Bean does one every Monday night at 10 o'clock. I'm doing one tonight. It's going to be a member-exclusive event. So if you're a member of the channel, watch out for that. It's my first time doing it, so there might be a few bugs with me trying to actually launch it as a member event. But just hang tight with me. I will do that. Guys, it's been a lot of fun hanging out with Matt and Green Bean. We'll be back here next Tuesday, 10 o'clock. Or 8 o'clock. Sorry, 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock. We love you guys. We love your faces. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E. T-S!